0: first episode of season two slash season three of your words against my the competitive reading podcast between siblings i'm your sister co-host elizabeth connor
1: i'm your brother co-host thomas dempsey
0: i don't i didn't know any other way to like say that
1: yeah we haven't thought of a better way and truth be told uh show being as it is there probably isn't one
0: yeah true
1: yep but uh, it's been two years since we started doing this show we're yep. A little over, actually, since the first proper episode, or like the introductory episode, was mm-hmm. late two thousand. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We've been at it. I'm honestly, I'm just pleased we've sort of stuck to it more or less on the same schedule the whole time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, this year, uh, we're kicking things off with a weekend update. First day of the year being Sunday. That'll probably be the day we look to get the rest of these episodes up and i think having friday and saturday to record would honestly be a big help for working around schedules and stuff for that
0: yeah so that was something that thomas and i talked about um when we saw each other recently is we really want to do a better job of um recording on a consistent basis and uploading on a more consistent basis this upcoming
1: season so that starts now all right sounds good and as and as far as starting goes as always, I think we can start by talking about stuff we haven't been reading. We've had quite a busy couple of weeks last yeah couple of weeks. yeah we have yep. uh, I think the last time we talked it was uh, well honestly I can't believe I just forgot that we did an episode literally a week ago.
0: Yeah yeah we did an episode a week ago um, which was kind which was like our last episode of our regular season
1: right. It feels like it was longer. I guess maybe because this week's just been so eventful.
0: Right. Um, right. So, me and the rest of the Connor household came up to see Thomas and the parents um, for a couple of days. Came up Tuesday, came back home Thursday. Uh, yeah, so we saw each other just like two days ago.
1: Yeah, it was nice. And it was we had nice. A, um, the holiday gift exchange. We... Uh, went out on the town with the boys
0: yep we went to a hockey game which none of us had done in a really long
1: time yeah it was really enjoyable we had good seats it was like uh paw patrol night so people were allowed to bring their dogs into the stadium Mm -hmm. Mhm. i mean the home team won which seemed good yeah so yeah it was a fun time it was it was a lot of fun Then y'all made a safe trip back that Thursday, and uh, the last several days have been an interesting book related saga for me. Yeah. Uh, For Christmas this year, I got myself a new bookshelf. Mm -hmm. It is about 71 inches tall, six shelves, and it is just large enough to fit into the last bit of open wall space in my room. All right. Yeah. so, uh Thursday after you guys left that evening, I want to say, uh is when I got it put together. And then mm-hmm. my dad helped me move it into my room, and as I got started, you know, inserting the dowels for ho- supporting the shelves. Yeah. I came to realize that I had installed the upper shelf walls re- in reverse, so the dowel oh, no. notches were on the outside.
0: <laughs> oh no.
1: So let me tell you about the DIY <laughs> What did you I went do?
0: On. Okay.
1: Okay. Well, it, it's not so severe. First, I just hammered nails through the dowels from the outside into the inside. Okay. To create holes where the shelves needed to go. Okay. And in doing that, I wound up chipping up a lot of the wood on the interior of the shelf. Mm-hmm. And it honestly wasn't the most stable support. For the dowel rods. So the next morning, me and my dad went out to Lowe's. And I picked up some equipment to sort of jerry-rig a new dowel situation. I got a bunch of bolts, sort of screw-in bolts of the same circumference as the dowels that held the shelf. And I screwed them in from the outside to sort of give it an extra bit of support. Mm Mm-hmm. And then once they were in place, I got some wood filler, which is kind of like a like a quick-drying cement for mm-hmm. wood. Mm-hmm. And I pasted that over the parts of the of the shelf that had been chipped off to give it more stability. Okay. Yeah, and now it's basically as as good as was as intended. Okay. Cool. Got a. Oh, I've got a bunch of books already put on it. I've, I think I've finally freed my floor of all the random stacks that I've been keeping on it. Awesome. And now I can engage in the uh, engage in the effort of an actual organizational system because yeah. as is, I'm basically just fitting books where they'll fit. Right. And I'd like to organize them in a way that makes them at least uh, somewhat uh, visually appealing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that'll probably be a little side activity for the start of my new year. All right. Yeah. How's uh, your, how's you been since you got back? Uh,
0: pretty good. We got back Thursday and I was exhausted. So I like curled up with my, with one of my Christmas presents. Uh, you got me a giant squishmallow. Yep. <laughs> Which I, I asked for specifically. And um, I, so I curled up with my Squishmallow and just, I didn't actually like fall asleep. I just rested. Sure. And then yesterday, Brian was able to switch shifts with someone at work and he went to, and he, we went over to Papa's house and like did what we needed to do over there and also picked up wings because um our college team, the University of South Carolina, had their bowl game yesterday and they they played as well as they could to be honest. Um all they right. they did lose, but they but after talking with Brian, like they played as well as they could have with all yeah. of the players they had that had either entered the transfer portal or were hurt or who decided not to play because they're going to enter the draft. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, it wasn't it wasn't too shameful. It was just uh, some clear uh, clearly they were just like losing momentum by the second half.
0: Yeah, they were exhausted yeah. and they didn't have yeah. anybody to sub for them.
1: Right. So that was un that was unfortunate. Uh, last night I went over visited Liz and Caleb, friends of mine, and we had our usual hangout watching uh, Tokusatsu on the back porch. Mm-hmm. Had a good time, always having a good time doing that. Good. Yeah. And we haven't really ta- discussed our New Year's Eve plans Uh, so far. Uh, last couple of years, I've gotten in the habit of just picking up some Joy of Tokyo for dinner. Yeah. Actually, I guess the, the exception being last year when we were up visiting y'all.
0: Yeah, that's right. Y'all were here for New Year's Eve last year. Um, yeah. Yeah, we're just going to have like a chill evening at home. Just kind of eat off of some finger foods, watch the ball drop.
1: Yeah. Speaking of chill evenings, Dad made his chili uh, yesterday for dinner.
0: Oh, I like what you did there.
1: Yeah, it was pretty good.
0: Okay, good. Yeah.
1: And we've still got plenty of leftovers for that, so I'll probably heat that up for lunch after we finish recording. Yeah. yeah we're recording a little earlier in the day today. Uh, I don't know if that impacted your uh, last-minute reading, any that you had planned.
0: Not really, no.
1: I I finished one last book this morning. It is a book that I have had on my TBC, my to-be-completed mm-hmm. list, since May. Okay. And it, if you look at the length of the book, it is in no way... Like defensible that it took me that long to read it, especially for a book that I really loved. Yeah. But uh, we'll talk more about that in a little bit. Okay. So you got any other housekeeping you want to get into, or?
0: I don't think so. All
1: right. Well, then I guess it's time to uh, send two thousand and twenty-two off with one last discussion of what we've been reading. Yeah. And what we have read the whole year long. Yep. Have you finished any other books since we last spoke?
0: Yeah, so I read two more books. Um, I finished them both yesterday, and they're both like part of a series. Um, I think there's only three books in the series out. Uh, So they are. Hold on, let me pull it up. All right, so the series is called The Alpha Horde, and it's by Danny Wyatt. Um, Mm -hmm. The first book in the series is called Live and Let Orc. Okay. Like, orc, like O-R-C? Yes. And then the second book is The Orc Next Door. So, um, these are... So, anyway, these are very, very short reads. I got them finished in, like, just a couple hours. Um, And basically what's going on in these books is at one point in time before human... Before society... Before human society exists as we know it, uh, orcs... Like, were also a part of the planet Earth. Okay. And there was an alien species who decided that they would make good slaves. Uh-oh. So they kidnapped the orcs, and they did some, like, genetic modifications, and they put, like, collars on them and stuff like that. And in doing so, it basically rendered the females infertile. Yep. And, um, it also, yeah, I know. And then it also, like, gave the male orcs, like, it made them bigger, it made them stronger, it made them, like, more testosterone kind of.
1: Alrighty.
0: So anyway, um, then, so then after, like, two or three hundred... Oh, and it, and it extended their, their lifespan. Oh, so okay. pretty much all of the orcs are, like, three hundred years old. Okay. Um... So, anyway, the orcs get away from their captors, and they come back to Earth, and what they come back to is the society that we know today. Like, you know, humans have taken over, there's a Starbucks everywhere, Um, there's like modern... So, the orcs have come back, and of course there was some aggression between the humans and the orcs, and basically it's like there's like a implied commentary of like us versus them and like everybody learning to get along and there's talks of like building a wall hmm where have we heard that uh, that before
1: is this all backstory or is this yeah no this
0: is all backstory
1: okay so the plot takes place during a period when orcs and humans have sort of like existed
0: yeah, so the actual story has taken place where te- there is still tension between the orcs and the humans, sure. but now people are but like they are more or less able to coexist.
1: Okay.
0: Um. Yeah, and so that's when you discover that orcs in a- the first book is when you discover that orcs and humans are um, genetically compatible. Uh, the first book is about the leader of this particular, like, orc tribe. His name is Maul, M-O-L. And yes. his, like, wife or mate is, uh her name is Raven. Uh-huh. Um, And then the second book is about Maul's brother, Tigor. And Tigor has purchased a house that he's renovating um, to be, like, more orc style. And then he ends... He ends up finding his mate in the neighbor, whose name is Emmy. Okay. So, anyway, those are the two books that I've read um, since we saw each other last. They're cute. They're short.
1: All right. That's about it. That's fine. Uh, I've read... I finished that one book I told you about. It was a book I started in May. Uh, It was a book I really loved at the time I started reading it. But then as reading challenges and other books sort of started to crop up, I just let it sort of slide onto the stack and of all the books that I've sort of made my way partway through this year that I wanted to get done in time for New Years, uh, this was definitely at the top of that list so I went ahead and finished it this morning it is Ceremony by Leslie Marman Silco hmm it is written. It was published in 1977, and it's the story of a Native American World War II vet returning home, suffering from PTSD, and getting in touch with his heritage as a way of overcoming, like the systemic racism that he and his people have endured. And it's a really heavy book, and it's also sort of. Uh, It's interesting in the way that it handles chronology, because there's obviously a lot of flashbacks to this guy's life and and encounters before the war, and stuff like that, but there's not a very clear demarcation of when it's going between uh, scenarios. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of like floating along, and I guess it's meant to evoke the mental state of this character, and his struggle to like find his place in the world okay but uh, it's, it's really beautiful language um, it, it's like a book comprised of stories because obviously there's a lot of Native American uh, uh, folklore that comes into it and then there's the history of the main character Teo and all his relationships mm-hmm. that uh, are spoiled out over the course of the story and um, it's only about, like, 215 pages, give or take. hmm So, uh, if anybody listening is looking for something, real, some really nice uh, literature uh, lit fic to check out, that definitely uh, gets a recommend. Okay. Cool. In fact, I'd probably, in any discussion of our favorite books that we read this year, I, that would be the one I would lead off with. So, okay. So... That might give us a good uh, entryway into talking about our favorite books that we read this year. But before we do that, I want to take a quick moment to just insert a little something that we recorded during the week while you were visiting. Yep. As uh, listeners of last year's podcast may know, um, around this time of year, Barnes Noble has taken to having a really big blowout hardback book sale. Mm Mm-hmm. And last year we recorded a segment on our uh, episode where we each recounted our hauls, basically. Mm hmm. Well, this year the circumstances for that were a little different, but I'll go into it in the actual recording. So I'm just going to pass it off uh, to that now, and we'll see you in a minute. All right. So we're doing this. What do you call it? Special episode. I guess. Well, it's going to be in the main episode, I figure. I'll just cut oh, it okay. in for the 4th of July one. We'll be recording Fourth that.
0: 4th of July? New
1: Year's? Thank you. Okay. Yeah, cold 4th of July. <laughs> yeah, so, it would uh, be
0: a cold 4th of July.
1: Well, um, yeah, so we're here in the same place, and uh, it's the day after the day after Christmas. And the day after Christmas, Barnes & Noble had their big, seemingly now annual book sale where all the hardcover books in their stock are 50% off. And uh, I managed to get out and go to it. But Elizabeth, do you want to tell people what happened with you?
0: Yeah, so I saw on TikTok that the sale was happening. And I was super excited about it. And I was talking to mom and dad on the phone, and they had me on speaker, and TJ was in the room. And I went, oh, hey, the 50% off hardcover sale is back at Barnes & Noble, and it's today and tomorrow only. And I hear Thomas go, I got to go. And so anyway, I went out a little later that day. And before I tell you what happens next, you have to understand that due to the Unusually cold temperatures here in South Carolina. Um, my city was having a lot of water issues. A lot of pipes were bursting. A lot of like the city was under a boil water advisory. All this kind of stuff. Water pressure was either non-existent or very low. So anyway, I'm I'm super excited to get to Barnes and Noble, and when I get there, I realize, or I discover. Barnes and Noble has closed because of the water issue and I'm not able to go do my book shopping and use my gift card that my stepson gave me. but the th- the real kick in the pants was literally every other store in the mall was open, including the restaurants.
1: Yeah, so you can't even use the excuse that it was the Starbucks that was holding them up
0: right And I would because and then we also had to go to Target like after we left the mall and like at Target, Just the Starbucks part was closed, but, like, Target itself was opening. So, I don't understand why Barnes & Noble couldn't do that. So, then, anyway, we get to the second day of the sale, and we travel up here to come, like, see my family and do our Christmas. And, obviously, that's a very busy day. And so, we didn't have... So, I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to go online and do some shopping. Well, when I get online, I discover... That the sale has gone from being in-store and online to in-store only. So, I unfortunately did not get to partake of the sale.
1: Yeah. So, I did partake. Yes, you did. And today we're going to play a bit of uh, show and tell. Or kind of like, I guess, almost like a book fashion show. I'm just going to have all these books walk out. Do a (laughs) little spin. And uh, tell you what, Elizabeth, anything catches your eye. uh, You'll let
0: me borrow it? Yeah. Okay.
1: Or, you know, book borrowing, which is essentially, here you go. Okay. Okay, so, I bought a bunch of books. Uh, After a little bit, we can uh, take stock. But for the time being, the first one I got, this was a new book that came out.
0: Oh, did you want me to guess? uh, I haven't seen the book. Yeah, okay, before we get started. Did you want me to guess how many books you purchased? Yeah. Okay, so this is like a price is right, over, under situation. Yeah.
1: I'm going to go with 14. Okay, the guess is locked in at 14. All right, so we've got one book here. The first book I'm going to show off, this was in the uh, on the new release uh, section of the Barnes Noble. It's uh, Jollof, Rice, and Other Revolutions, a novel of interlocking stories. Hmm. I love that cover. For those who can't see, it's like a stick figure lady in a dress climbing a ladder made of books. And That's super cool. I am very much a judge a book by its cover kind of guy if something looks nice and i feel like i'll enjoy just having it Mm -hmm. then i'll pick it up like you know i mean obviously reviews and stuff can help with that but right but that carries over to the second book i have to show off which is another awesome cover it is what moves the dead by t kingfisher
0: oh i've seen that like on tiktok
1: yeah i believe this is a a riff on uh on uh, the House of Usher mm-hmm. so I'm not totally sure what it's about but oh, it's pretty... both of these books are fairly short oh it's definitely got some really nice looking it's got some nice artwork. artwork in it yeah all the more reason to own it so and now one of the best things about shopping the hardcover book sale is that you can get specific hardcover editions of books at a great rate uh, namely the um, Penguin Hardback Classics Editions, which I got for Bram Stoker's Dracula.
0: Oh, lovely.
1: This is a book I've always wanted to own. There's, like, a dozen editions of it out there. Mm-hmm. And I've always sort of, like, wanted to get this uh, really nice hardcover edition that Penguin put out.
0: Is it actually this thick?
1: I'm not sure uh, how much of that is, like, like, the book itself or, like, uh... Ex- uh, additional historical detail, like uh, afterwards, forwards, essays, etc. Yeah. So I'd have to check and see because it does seem like some editions of it are longer and some aren't. Okay. But that's a fairly chunky book there. Uh, third in what I would call like the trilogy of like front shelf new book uh, selections, um, along with uh, the Kingfisher and uh, Joll of Christ is a bo- The Boy and the Dog by Seishu Hase.
0: That sounds incredibly sad.
1: Yeah, oh, I'm sure. But that's got a really lovely, like, watercolor dog mm-hmm. on the cover. Yeah,
0: that's gorgeous.
1: Also, it's a, a novel in translation, which is just totally my deal. So for those keeping track at home, we are at four books presently. Yep. So we've got ten books to go. Now, uh, the next book I'm going to show skipping a jump over to the audio-visual section Ugh. is "Blood, Sweat, and Chrome," the mad true, the wild and true story of Mad Max: Fury Road. Oh, very cool. Have you ever seen? You've seen that, haven't you? I have not. Really? I have not
0: seen that. That is
1: that's something. <coughs> yeah, that is definitely a film to check out. I've got the big screen projector now, mm-hmm. so that's that'll make for a great movie night. Yeah. Sometime. So yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to reading that. Uh, next up, we've got another hardcover penguin edition. This is from their uh, series of, of um, sci- sci-fi novel uh, publications. And this is their hardcover edition of Dune.
0: Oh.
1: Yeah, it's a big brown mm-hmm. brick of a book. It's that one where, like, each letter is just... A little crescent turned on its side. Yep. It's very nice. And it's got... uh, I'll say one thing for this series. The title says it's got a foreword by Neil Gaiman. Yeah. Neil Gaiman. And uh, I thought that was neat. But then Mm -hmm. I look at another book in this same series. It says, forward by Neil Gaiman. It's the same foreword in every book. Oh. Which leads me to wonder, like, why... I don't know. It just seems extraneous to have... Yeah. All the you the might own forward. all these books in the same forward for each individual one. Hmm. Still though, um, I I've never owned a physical copy of Dune. I tried reading it on my phone once, but maybe I'd take better. Yeah. Take more to it, reading it physically. So that's uh, six books now. Yes. All right. Got several more short ones here. Two by the same author. These are both by Mieko Kawakami. One is a book I've read before called Heaven. Okay. I checked it out from the library last year That's and it's gorgeous. one of the books that I've that has really stuck with me the next one is all the lovers in the night and they're both like you got the same sort of like painterly art style yeah. on the cover
0: these are beautiful covers
1: yeah and uh, I haven't read all the lovers of the night yet but heaven is just a heart just a really beautiful heartbreaking book if you're ever looking for something to read and they're both look pretty short yeah so another short novel this one I already own even from the same publisher, but I had to buy it again because they put it out in hardback recently, and this hardcover is just to die for. It is no longer human by Osamu Dazai, and it Ooh. comes in a in a plastic uh, slip cover there. Yeah, but um, that's a classic of Japanese literature, and uh, yeah, I'm looking Lovely. forward. Probably, um, are I, I'm, you gonna I'm, take the plastic off? Oh, oh, absolutely. Uh, if well, then again, tell you what I'll do. I'll, I might. Read the paperback edition that I got first, mm-hmm. and then we'll see, because I might just want to own it like this. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's like one of the most acclaimed books in the Japanese language. So okay, All right, so that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. We've got five books left, and uh, how you feeling about some manga? I love manga. All righty. Well, we've got uh, two books in a ser- two books mid- sort of middling chapters of series of books. One is uh, Volume 3 of Orochi, which is a famous uh, horror manga. This is gorgeous. About basically a sort of like weird traveling femme fatale who goes about bringing people to their doom. It seems very episodic, but Orochi is a, um, a dragon from Japanese myth. Okay. And so she goes around and finds people who are like engaged in like nefarious plots. Hmm. And, uh,
0: yeah, this is gorgeous.
1: Yeah, no, the Viz Media does great artwork on these. Mm-hmm. The next one is Volume Two of Vinland Saga, which is basically Game of Thrones set in Scandinavia. Oh, okay. So uh, it's not fantasy, obviously, but it's like vi- vi- Viking explorers and tales of like domination and revenge and stuff. Okay. So they they put them out on these really glossy hardback editions yeah and i've got the first one but there's like 12 of them so far and i don't even know if the series is over yet wow so that'll definitely that uh if this is a series i really take to i've got like i said got the first volume already that's the second
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh the next two you remember reading um to your eternity Mm-hmm. yeah that manga series from a couple years back i, ha- I haven't kept up with it but there's another manga by the same author that I've been wanting to check out. called. Did I,
0: did I give you your volumes back?
1: Uh, you gave me some of them, and then there was one volume that oh, got water damaged. Oh, yeah. And I don't know that I ever found... I think you bought me another copy, but then I think I lost it. So I uh, don't
0: know that I bought you another copy.
1: Well, if you didn't, we'll just take it as it goes. Okay. Anyway, there's another manga series that that guy wrote called A Silent Voice, mm-hmm. which is uh, a romantic drama about... Uh, this young girl who's deaf and this young boy who's, uh, I guess, sort of got a bad home life. And he's, like, bullying the deaf girl when she joins his class. But then I think over the years they start to build a relationship or something like that. Okay. So I've, I've always wanted to check it out. And recently it's been published in a two-volume edition from, uh, I think the publisher's name is Kadoncha.
0: hmm
1: So I'm going to pull these out. Close your eyes. Okay. Hold out both hands. Okay. Okay.
0: Oh, Goodness.
1: Now open your eyes. Dang. Yeah, those are some beefy hardbacks.
0: Yeah, you ain't kidding.
1: Yeah. So. This
0: is as heavy. This is as heavy as my cast iron skillet.
1: But that's like the the complete printing of what in paperback was an eight volume uh, series. Wow. So I've got them in these really big nice hardcover editions. Now let me see. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10 11 12 13. 13. That's 13 books. Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. The next one will be 14. Mm-hmm. Do you want to raise your bid? No. You are sticking to 14. I'm
0: sticking to 14.
1: Bag number 2. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And it's the second bag from now. Bear in mind, I went to two different Barnes and Noble for this sale, so dang, yeah. I forgot about. Because, I forgot
0: y'all have two like within a fairly short driving distance of each other. Yeah,
1: it's like ten minutes apart basically, depending on the traffic. So uh, this book is one that has gotten a lot of press this past year, and that I'd been meaning to check out. It's called "I'm Glad My Mom Died" by Janet McCurdy.
0: Do that, that, you know about over, this one? Yeah, it's all over TikTok. Janet
1: McCurdy was, I think, one of the actors from iCarly, mm-hmm. who had a very traumatic, like, child actor upbringing. Yep. And uh, obviously, as the title implies, her family had a lot to do with that. So, look, um, be checking that out soon. Next is part two of a, I think, what is presently a two-book fantasy series by Marlon James called Moon Witch Spider King.
0: That's a cool...
1: I you know, uh, Oh, yeah, it's very beautiful. I bought the first volume of this series a while back, and I still haven't read it yet, but I think now that I've got both of them that uh, I'll be able to make a jump into it in the new year. Okay. Oh, and by the way, we just did a, a gift swap with Elizabeth's side of the family today, and she got me this very beautiful book journal that I think she also has a mm-hmm. copy of. Yeah, I also So we'll one. be using that to track our reading in the next year. Yep. And I think that will really incentivize me to read a lot more indi- or make or at least attempt to read a lot more individual books cuz i think there's like 150 entry pages so mm-hmm. i don't know that i'd read 150 books but i'd like to at least like fill up maybe more than half yeah. of the total thing
0: Well, I mean, and it it doesn't ha- like it's not dated or anything. So you can just fill it up even if it's not all within this year.
1: That's true. Yeah. Yeah, so there's that one and uh, now there's just four more books. Actually, you were just off by six, but uh, I will say these are kind of hunky. Uh, and they okay uh, set up Penguin uh, Publishing recently did s- these various editions of various classic mo- uh, Marvel comics, uh-huh. and they put them out in like three large volumes. Okay. I got all <clears> three. <throat> Dang. I've got classic Captain America, classic Spider-Man, and classic Black Panther. Very cool. And the Black Panther and the Spider-Man one didn't come with a plastic cover? Yeah. So you can look at it to get a sense of what these are like. There's a lot of preamble in the introduction. Yeah. But then you've got actual like printed pages from the comics. Okay. So now, these were a big deal when they came out, I want to say either late, either last year or earlier this year. But I remember seeing them in M. Judson for the first time. Yeah. And uh, thinking they looked neat. And, these,
0: are, these are really cool.
1: Yeah. And then the last book I got was a, a translation of a classic, a recent translation. I think this book just came out in 2021. And it's notable for being the first uh, edition of this book story or collection of stories from a female translator it is, is uh, what you want to guess
0: is it the odyssey
1: no oh uh, yeah but I, I do remember you telling me about that yeah this is a translation of arabian nights
0: Ooh. by oh, wow.
1: translated by yasmin seal book. yeah it's that's the thing i almost i was hesitant to get it over like the more compact like penguin classics edition yeah But then I I did some research and saw how this translation was supposed to be a lot more faithful. And it looks like it's got a lot of really nice illustrations in it as well.
0: That's cool. So
1: I'm really looking forward to checking this out. And that was my shopping haul. All right. Any of these look good to you, Elizabeth?
0: Uh, I think we're talking 20
1: books in total.
0: Like the Orochi? Yes. Like it looks... Like, this looks really, really interesting. I would, I know I, ne- I would need to. I borrow. could loan you the first volume. Yeah, I would yeah. need to borrow the first volume. Um, I think I own a copy of Dune. Okay. Already. Yeah. Uh, what what moves the dead is in, like, looks promising. And then the gen-
1: The Jeanette McCurdy. Yeah, the
0: Jeanette McCurdy.
1: Alrighty. Well, uh, you. Obviously, like obviously, we'll be uh, trading books back and forth. Yeah. So, want to go with the Jeanette or?
0: Yeah, I'll go with the Jeanette. Alrighty. So. And then I guess out of your normal collection, I can borrow the first volume of the. Oh sure. Orochi. That'll work. All right.
1: Alrighty. Well, and that covers this book haul uh, segment in the episode. We now send you back to future us for the rest of the New Year's episode. And we're back to talk about our favorite books of 2022. Elizabeth, you want to lead us off?
0: Sure. Are we doing Are we doing a certain number,
1: or are we just? Uh, if you want to do like a top ten, I've already mentioned uh, Ceremony.
0: Okay. How about so, a top
1: five? Top five? Oh, that's sure.
0: Okay. The reason why I say top five is I'm currently going through my Goodreads list, and I'm kind of like, ooh, like it's a little. <laughs> Wow. It's not that they're not good. I mean, and I also just realized I forgot to add a book um onto my list, which is, I guess, good. So, all right. Um, I also don't know that, I, because I haven't, to be honest, I haven't really thought about it. I guess in no particular order.
1: Yeah, we don't need to order these.
0: Um, In no particular order, my top five favorite books... Uh Oh, one of which was Harlem Shuffle. Yep. Yeah. By Colson Whitehead. I really love that one. Colson Whitehead is... I don't know. I feel like he's one of those authors that, like, you're... I don't know that I can say you're guaranteed a good time, but, like, you're guaranteed a good book.
1: Yeah. Does that make sense? Definitely. And I think that uh, Harlem Shuffle was also, like, very... Just entertaining as a, like, uh, crime anthology, basically. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so Harlem Shuffle, Lincoln Highway.
1: Alright. Was another... That's another good one.
0: Was another good one. Um, I really loved Wrath by Ella James. Okay. It was a, uh... I guess, male on male romance novel, but like, I feel like it was a true romance novel. It wasn't just like smut. Oh, sure. Um, cause it actually, cause this, cause Ella James spent a lot of time going into the relationship between the two main characters and everything that they went through. And they went through a lot, like a lot more than what I feel like a uh, protagonist and romance stories do go through. Um, oh, okay. so I did really love that book. That was a, really really good one that's wrath by ella james all right uh uh, uh, cemetery boys
1: yeah by aiden thomas
0: that was a that was awesome that was a fantastic book gideon the ninth
1: oh yeah definitely
0: i really love that one so that's what four uh yes and
1: oh mickey seven all right. And you finished Mickey 7? Yeah. Okay, I can't, I can't remember. I think, yeah, I think now I remember that you did.
0: I'm pretty but sure yeah, I that, finished that one. That was,
1: a, that was a fun one, too.
0: Yeah, I really like
1: that one. Yeah. Well, of the ones you mentioned, I would put uh, Harlem Shuffle and Gideon the Ninth on my favorites list. Mm-hmm. Uh, going sort of chronologically from the start of the year, my First sort of standout read was uh, Neil Stevenson's Snow Crash. Yeah, which was a big read. For oh, me that was.
0: I never. I didn't finish that one, but what I read, I liked.
1: Yeah, I really enjoyed that one. Uh, then there was Arthur C. Clarke's The City and the Stars, which is sort of uh, hung o- like hung over any other like sci-fi adventure story that I read as the year went on. Mm-hmm. And right after that was when we read The Joy Luck Club by Amy Tan. Yeah. I really love that book.
0: I I also really like that one, too.
1: Yeah. And then shortly thereafter, I had the one-two punch of George Simenon's The Night at the Crossroads, which Mm -hmm. is probably my favorite of his mystery novellas that I've read this year. Okay. I call them them novellas because they're fairly short, but they might technically qualify as novels. I'm not sure. Okay. And and then right after that was when I read 100 Years of Solitude by Gabriel Garcia Marquez. Mm Mm-hmm. Which was one of my uh, big, like, one of the biggest reads I had this year. Yep. Uh, Then there was Gideon the Ninth that you mentioned. Uh, There was the Wind-Up Bird Chronicle by Haruki Murakami. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I mentioned Ceremony, and the last one I'd probably put on my list, I don't know if that's exactly ten or not, would be Pale Fire by Vladimir Nabokov. Okay. Yeah yeah and that was one did you you finish that one? Yes, okay, yeah yeah I guess really enjoyed a lot of what that book was doing, okay yeah, so those are and I didn't have a lot of books I didn't like this year uh yeah. there were some obviously that were a bit more of a uh stretch to get through, but ultimately I enjoyed or got something out of everything I read. Yeah. I like the thing.
0: Another reason why I wanted to go with five is because I pretty much just read books that were parts of series. Okay. And I forgot how many Ice Barbarian books I read at the <laughs> beginning of the year, uh, and I was like, man, like.
1: It feels like ages ago little... we were talking about that oh, series. No. Right when that big snowstorm was fixing to roll through. Yeah. And I think like the day after we recorded that episode, I drove down to meet y'all in Columbia. Yeah. That was a big day.
0: That was a big day. Um, but yeah, I, cause that was pretty much all I read, or that was the only thing I read at the beginning of the year, uh, was the Ice Barbarian series series. All right. And all 20 if it, I don't know, I don't I think it was like what 18 books?
1: Yeah, something like that. It was that. a
0: lot. It was ridiculous.
1: So, yeah, looking forward and we looking forward to uh, the new year, new reads. We've got that um bingo list that we're uh perusing. Yep. And uh the idea there is sort of being to spur us towards a more well rounded I guess, variety.
0: Yeah. Um yeah. I'm also trying to just be, like, more intentional with what I read because I've always been, like, a very, I guess, emotional reader or impulsive reader where if I see an ad for something, like, on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok, like, I'm going to go to Amazon and try to find it and then I'm going to read it. Oh, right. Um, So, I'm trying to be a little bit more intentional. And there's this Facebook group that I'm a part of called Literally Bookish.
1: Uh Uh-huh.
0: And every month they do, they release a bingo card. Okay. Um, which is what gave me the idea of us to do a bingo card. But like, their categories are kind of up for interpretation. Oh sure. So like, for example, I've got the January bingo card pulled up, and uh, like the first box is read on January first.
1: Oh, you so you've got to finish a book in one day.
0: Well, see, that's up for interpretation because it just says red. It doesn't say finished.
1: Oh, okay. so it that's could true. have been.
0: So it could have been, and and they make it very clear in the rules that like each of the prompts is up to the interpretation of the participant. Ah, oh. so okay. it just says red. It doesn't mean you have to finish it. Um, oh, but it's like fun. it's like red on January first. Red while wearing fuzzy socks.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Author name starts with a J or a Y. Okay. Um, and then some of them are more like specific to the actual Facebook group, like a prompt from 2022 summer scavenger hunt, which I sure. didn't participate in. So I've got no idea what that's talking about. Okay. Um, or another, this is not specific to the group, but it's like a non-human main character. Right. Uh discussion book or buddy read which i guess is kind of specific to the facebook group but maybe doesn't have to be i don't know okay so anyway i'm kind of using like these bingo cards to also help guide my reading and to like help plan my reading
1: that sounds good and of course we've got our bingo cards which uh are going to exist i guess on top of and alongside the usual reading challenge yes Which, I think this year, the agreement, or the decision that we've come to is that with the reading challenges, the monthly reading challenges, uh, is, like, we'll each assign a book that we will read for the challenge, Mm -hmm. and if the person, if one of us reads the book in time for that episode, and uh, the other person hasn't finished it, the person who did finish it will get a double-word score on that one. Yeah but whereas previously we had um, denied the person who failed to read the book in that time any words for it i think yep. this year we'll do away with that restriction and just have them earn the points or earn the words that they would get as a matter of course
0: right so you wouldn't get double word count but you'd get you'd still get i guess single the words word count for the yeah book you'd once actually you finish it right
1: yeah because ultimately i think what we saw is that once a challenge passed and we hadn't, we'd like failed to finish that book, that book might have dropped off in terms of our priorities for something to finish for the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I I don't want to do, especially since like a lot of the books that I didn't wind up finishing as a result of that weren't actually, were probably books I would have finished if I didn't have that stipulation hanging over Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we look forward to that, and um, I think uh, now might be as good a time as any to discuss our, how we did with regards to our reading goals. Yeah. So, at the start of this year, I set myself the goal of 54 books, and I have read 40. Okay. So, I fell short of that goal, but uh, I'm looking forward to uh, taking another stab at it maybe being a bit more like committed in the new year. So especially with regards to all the books I have now that they're all up on shelves and I can get a good look at them, I think my goal this year is to be to read a lot more of the books I already have yeah. and hopefully cut down on my like book shopping habit. Mhm. So we'll be following that. Uh, How'd you do book, book wise?
0: So the way that I've always done my Goodreads reading challenge goal is I take the number of books I completed the year before and I add five to it. So Mm -hmm. using that, my goal for this year was supposed to be to read 157 books. Okay. And I read 105. Okay. So I, so part of me is like. Part of me wants to do the just add five. And we talked about this when I was home. Um, yeah. Part of me is kind of like, well, do I just take what I what I read this year, which was 105 books, and just add five to it? But mm-hmm. the problem is, is that I know I'm capable of reading more. I anticipate reading more this year. And I don't want to set a... And I mean, I know I could change my goal at any point, but I want to go ahead and set like a lofty goal so that I have something to like strive for. So... Sure. Going into the coming year, I think I'm just going to keep it at 157 since I didn't meet that goal last year, but I know I'm capable of meeting that goal. Yeah. So, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to my my goal for 2023 is to read 157 books.
1: Okay. And I think my goal for 2023 is to read 70 books. Okay. So, that's going to that's quite a shot up over the previous goal, but uh like you say, I want to try and Like, set a big goal for myself, and that feels, like, suitably ambitious while not being outside the realm of what I believe my capabilities are. Right. Right.
0: And I think, and so I think something that's going to help me reach my goal is I have not been in the practice of reading two books at the same time.
1: Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Um... I used to, when I was a kid, I would read two and three books at the same time. Like I had a book that I would read before bed and I had a book that I'd read at school. And that's just how I lived my life. So I think I'm going to get back into that habit where like I have a, maybe where like I have a physical book that I am, I am always reading both a physical book and an electronic copy of a book. Yes. Um. So I think that's something that's going to help me reach my goal this year. If I can actually like stick to that plan
1: that sounds good so we've talked about book totals which uh is a little bit outside of the the scope of this particular competition as right as you know this is your words against mine so what do you say we talk about words read
0: yeah let's talk about words read and i guess because the overall do you want to do you want to do the percentages first for the my own words against me?
1: Yeah, that seems. And then we'll do the good. actual
0: word total. Okay, so I'll start with the my own words against me. Um, after reading everything, I only came at reading. I only came out at seventy five percent. I've read seventy five percent of my word total from last year, this year.
1: Okay, well I've got you beat on that count then because I. Uh, read more than 75% of my word total last year, although I did not achieve my expected goal of beating my word total for last year. Mm-hmm. I think just these last couple of weeks of sliding, slacking off in my reading hmm uh, have sort of seen to that, but I did come close. Uh, I read 98% of what I read last year. Woohoo! So... Where does that put your overall word total?
0: Okay. So back in Okay, so because I read 75% of my word total back in our first season, I read over 10 million words. Mhm. This season, I read 7,568,278 words.
1: All right. And last year, I read 4,346,435 words, and this year, I, well, hold on, the pages are acting weird. Actually, no, that is my word total for this year, so last oh, year, okay. I read 400, four hundred four million four hundred thirty-four thousand one hundred twenty-four words. This year, I read 4,346,435 words. Okay. So just under a hundred thousand words. If I'd gotten maybe one more book in, yeah. I could have uh, gotten there. But that's just how it shook out.
0: Okay. So I really liked doing the my own words against me. Yep. Challenge. I did too. Um. So and congratulations for being the winner of that challenge. Thank you. Um so here's my question going into this new season do we since neither one of us like got to a hundred percent of the first season of season one
1: Mm -hmm.
0: um, do we want to for next for this upcoming season do we want to use this year's word totals or last year's word totals
1: I think we can sort of set them as benchmarks okay when we pass this year's word totals for me, since they're so close, I might as well hold myself to the standard of the first year. Okay. But I think you, in particular, like having uh, the two benchmarks to judge by. I think would be interesting to just keep note of. Okay. And so I'll like try to. Shoot. Yeah.
0: I'll try to do that, but I think since you're gonna go by season one's word total, I think I'm also gonna go by season one word totals.
1: Yeah, because then we're chasing our best.
0: Right, exactly
1: Yeah So that'll be good Yeah Alrighty Uh, I can't think of any other big I guess we've got a reading challenge to engage with this year If you want to take care of that
0: Yeah, um, I guess since I'm the technical winner That's my responsibility
1: Sure, so you got a book in mind that you'd like to place down for a reading challenge?
0: Uh, hold on a second. <sighs> Ooh, okay. I got one.
1: Okay, let's hear it.
0: Okay. So, literally how I did this was I just went through, like, my Apple Books library to see, like, what book I hadn't read yet. And I just found this one. And you might have read it. And if you have, that's great. And if it has, and if you haven't, then that's also great. So, for our first challenge um for 2023 we are going to read uh sleeping giants by sylvan Newville.
1: i have this trilogy uh-huh and i have not started it yet so that that is perfect
0: okay great because i only have the first book um i have i don't have two and three um so yeah so we're going to read sleeping giants by sylvan Neuville and that is going to be our first challenge for 2023
1: Alright, so in a month's time we'll be back discussing Sleeping Giants among other things. Yep. And in two weeks' time we'll be back with our next episode where you'll get your first greeting challenge from me. Mm Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, I am looking forward to this year. I feel like we're getting a handle on the structure of things. Yeah. I think we're in a position to start off on a good foot. Yep. I'm looking forward to it. Me too and maybe one more thing i can talk about uh since it's the start of a new year and we've got the last year under our belts is uh the listenership from the past year over our first one we saw an increase of about 300 listens over our first year Woohoo! i think we had an even 700 from 2021 and had about uh 975 in 2022 okay yeah so a lot of people sort of st- dipping in checking us out got a few steady recurring listeners
0: awesome and, and thank y'all for any that of those
1: listeners wanted to get in touch with us uh, make any book recommendations or comments about the show uh, where might they be able to find us elizabeth
0: so you can find us on social media um on twitter instagram tiktok literally club and facebook at your words podcast Um, You can also find us on our website at yourwordspodcast.com, and then you can send your question, suggestion, or comment to our email at yourwordspodcast at com.
1: Sounds good. Well, Elizabeth, it's been another great year podcasting.
0: That it has been.
1: Thank you for joining me, and I thank our listeners for joining the two of us.
0: Yes, thank you all very much. We appreciate you.
1: Yep. And we hope you'll stick with us in the new year. It's all uphill from here. Yep. And, uh...
0: Happy New Year!
1: Hey, Happy New Year. Can't use that as a sign-off. But, uh... Yeah, bye. Okay, bye. Some things never change.